Kings and chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, and we will read from verse 1 to verse 18. Al-Ahd al-Adim, Sifr Maluk al-Awwal, Wal-Ashaq 19, Wa min adad wahad ila adad 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. And he came there unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenants, forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy stead. And it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth 
which has not kissed him. Amen. Our reading was from 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. A time when Elijah did not do what he should have. A time in which Elijah was not walking with the Lord and serving him as he should have. I remember someone saying a long time ago that the New Testament can be described as a time of revival and special working of the Lord. And remember that the time covered by the New Testament is not actually a very long time compared to the time covered by the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament you have a lengthy record time-wise and uh, many more down times than you see in the New Testament. And God's Word is new and old. What we see in the new is the truth, the Word of God. What we see in the old is the truth, the Word of God, and all given by inspiration and all given uh, for our learning. We see in the old many times the failings and weaknesses and sins of the people of the Old Testament, but also of various individuals. Uh, whose lives we are uh, told of, whose uh, uh, lives are recorded uh, for us. Why does someone who is walking with the Lord experience backsliding? What happens? What causes uh, things to go in the wrong direction? The answer is there's not one thing uh, as if uh, uh, a person can, let's say, uh, get one particular illness and so there's one uh, remedy here, take this shot, you'll never have it before, you'll you'll never have it again. Um, If we think of several people, I'll mention these situations quickly, Abraham got to the land and there was famine. Abraham got to the land, Genesis chapter 12, and there was famine. And so he went down uh, to Egypt. And that was not a good idea. Also in the life of Abraham, a time came when perhaps he was disappointed regarding the fact that God's promise had not yet been fulfilled. And Sarah said, uh, how about Hagar? And he agreed And that was not a good step. That was not a very good time. In Abraham's life also at one point, after uh, the Lord had told him that the promise is going to be fulfilled a year from now, he went and dwelt among the Philistines in Gerar for no good reason. At least no good reason that I can think of. No reason at all, let alone good reason, because the things that I mentioned earlier, we could consider them reasons, but maybe not good reasons. Uh, David was afraid. 
he was afraid. Saul had come after him not once but twice, and each time it had been, so to speak, a close shave. Should I remain in the wilderness? Should I remain hiding out in mountains and valleys and caves? Will he not come after me a third and a fourth time? Let me go to the land of the enemy. That wasn't a good idea. Later on, when he was king, the time when kings went out to battle, he stayed in his palace. He stayed in his palace. And that led to all sorts of terrible things. Laziness. <laughs> uh, lack of uh, diligence and uh, responsibility. Um, king Asa, one of the good kings, ended up having problems through what? Alliances with evil kings and evil kingdoms which surrounded uh, Judah, which surrounded uh, Judah. King Uzziah, who was also a good king, was lifted up with pride, went into uh, the temple and wanted to burn incense when it was not his place, according to the law, to uh, do so. Jonah, you might say, was tripped up by his unwillingness to follow the Lord's will, to obey the Lord's commands, in particular with regarding to delivering the message to the people of uh, Nineveh. Various things can, can happen. And sometimes, as I have said, there doesn't appear to be even an apparent uh, reason here is uh, Elijah, who had experienced shortly before the beginning of our reading a great and miraculous and most powerful victory and working of the Lord on Mount Carmel. And this was followed by two other uh, uh, things uh, that were miraculous in nature. One of them was Elijah praying and the Lord answering and giving rain after no rain for three and a half years. And another thing was the running of Elijah and the fact that he was able to overtake the chariot of Ahab uh, uh, and arrive before him uh, to the entrance of the city of uh, Jezreel. Here is uh, Elijah. He receives a threat from uh, Jezebel. What could he have said? He could have said, Yesterday, I faced practically the whole people. I was on my own with a multitude against me. And the Lord worked in a special way. And so I should not be afraid. I should trust in the Lord. 
I should uh, trust uh, in the Lord. If you think of Abraham just for a moment, and I mentioned him uh, uh, more than once, think of his arriving in the land and the fact that there was famine. Is God going to allow me to starve to death? Did he bring me to this land in order for me to die here of starvation? Has he not promised that he is going to give me a seed and through this seed uh, all the families of the earth will be blessed? And if I die here now, how will this be uh, fulfilled? No, I will not die and neither will Sarah die. And if we manage our way through this, then people in our household will probably manage through it as well with us. Our situation might be difficult, but the Lord will bring us through. But Abraham went to Egypt, and he did not think in this way, this way that is informed by and based upon God's word, God's uh, promises. Faith should guide us, but the truth is that our faith grows weak. And several times the Lord Jesus said to the disciples, O ye of little uh, faith. O ye of uh, little, uh, little faith. Long time ago, uh, I had a friend, a believer, who had the difficulty taking a stand with regard to certain matters related to the faith. Uh, I used to joke around with him. He wasn't offended by this. I would say it of him, and he would say it of me uh, in return. Uh, I would sometimes tell him, uh, you are the head of the association of little souls. And like I said, uh, uh, he would say it of me as well. And there are some times that it seems that our souls are small, that our faith uh, is uh, small. By God's grace, we should seek to be members of another association whose honorary members are the Syrophoenician woman and the centurion to whom the Lord said what? Great is your faith. Great uh, is uh, your, uh, your faith. But sometimes we take our faith uh, and we do what with it? Uh, we, you know how you can look at the teles- through a telescope the other way around and make things look smaller, uh, 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 look smaller. Uh, or sometimes when you print things, you can you can shrink them. Uh, you can shrink them. So we, we like put our faith in that photocopier and shrink, 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 until until our faith is so s- small uh, that uh, it does not sustain us as. Uh, it should, uh, as it should. Why should we make our faith small? Why should we allow it to be small? Why should we allow it to be small? Suppose that you had a certain amount of money, and I told you, take half your money out and put it here on the ground, and let's burn it. You would say, why should I burn half my money? (laughs) I mean, after all, my money is a resource. I'm not saying that money is everything. I'm not saying that money is everything, but it is a resource. Uh, uh, it is a uh, a resource. Uh, why should uh, why should we allow something that's much more important than money to diminish and to be small? O ye of little faith! 
uh, a going away from where he should have been, uh, with no prayer, with no word uh, from uh, from the Lord, uh, from the Lord. When he first uh, appeared on the scene in First Kings chapter 17, Elijah said, "As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, before whom I stand." And then in 1 Kings chapter 17, the word of the Lord came to him and told him, Go east to the brook Cherith. And then after that, when the brook dried up, the word of the Lord came to him and told him, Come to, uh, uh, go to Zarephath. Uh, uh, go, go to Zarephath. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 1, the Lord uh, spoke to him. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year and said, Go show yourself to uh, Ahab. So we're talking about someone who is used to moving by God's direction, by God's commands. But not here. Not here in 1 Kings uh, uh, 19. There is no word from the Lord. There is no seeking of uh, God's uh, will. Uh, The word uh, is uh, the bread. The word is the food. Uh, The word is the sustenance. But I starve my soul suffocate my spirit rather than doing what the apostles did. We will give ourselves continually to the word and to uh, prayer. Forgetfulness is another mark of uh, what was uh, taking uh, place. Uh, Remember, uh, Elijah, what happened not just the day before, but remember that the ravens brought you food and meat. Remember uh, that when you went to Zarephath, the widow there, fortunately she had a charitable foundation which had donations from all over the world. She had a really good publicity machine, several websites uh, with money coming in. She had nothing. (laughs) She had what? A little bit of oil and a little bit of, of, uh, uh, of wheat. And the plan was to make a cake. We are going to make the cake at 9 o'clock. We're going to eat it at 12 o'clock. And then 3 o'clock we're going to die. Uh, not, not exactly, but something like that. But something uh, like that. So what did the Lord do after he had brought food and meat through the ravens? He allowed the battle of wheat not to be empty, and the little cruise of oil as well for a long, long time. And then there is the raising of the uh, son of the widow, the first miracle of the raising of the dead in the history of mankind, which God accomplished uh, uh, through uh, Elijah. The day before, I mentioned, there is the fire from heaven, there is uh, uh, the rain uh, as well, there is the running of Elijah, uh, uh, there is uh, the running of uh, Elijah. Elijah could have just as easily said, look, your majesty, the queen, I have for you some brotherly advice. You should not swear by your gods. Those gods expired yesterday. (laughs) Those gods 
uh, are not there anymore. They never were there. Uh, but whatever presence uh, they had, uh, and whatever validity that they might have had in anyone's mind. Uh, and let me give you some other brotherly advice. I advise you not to think that I'm afraid of you. In fact, I advise you to be afraid of me and of what the Lord uh, can do. Remember Goliath cursing David? And what did David, uh, and saying to David, come to me, uh, I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air. David said, you think that you're going to defeat me? Goliath, David. <laughs> you think that you're going to uh, defeat me because you have a spear, because you have a sword? I have a God. I have a God. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whose name you have uh, defied. You think that you're going to feed me to the fowls of the air? Today I'll take your head from you and I will feed all this army of yours to the fowls of the air. That's what he said. That is uh, what he said. Why should Elijah be uh, afraid of Jezebel? The shoe should be on the other foot. It should be uh, the other way uh, around. This is past history. But look at something that happened afterwards, uh, which is uh, interesting to uh, keep in mind. Uh, in Second Kings, uh, where Elijah once again managed to antagonize the king, uh, antagonize uh, those uh, in power. Second uh, Kings chapter 1. Uh, I'll read uh, quickly uh, verses 3 and 4. The angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Arise, meet the messengers of the king. Tell him, there is no God in Israel, so that you go to inquire from, from Baalzebub, God of Ekron. You're not going to recover from your accident. You're not going to arise from your sick bed. You are you will surely uh, die. You will surely die. Uh, when he delivered the message, the message was, uh, uh, was conveyed to the king, was transmitted to the king. The, they didn't know who it was. He said, describe this man. They described him. He said, he's Elijah. So the king sent unto him. This is Second Kings chapter 1 and verse 9. The king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. And behold, he sat on the top of a hill. Thou man of God, come down. Alright, isn't this a threat? Somewhat similar at least to the threat of Jezebel in chapter 19. And what did Elijah say? He said, if I am a man of God, I'm not going to come down. Fire from heaven is going to come down. And it did. And on another one. Until a, th a third captain came to arrest Elijah and begged for his own life and the life of the 50 who were with him. And Elijah uh, went with him. Uh, and Elijah uh, went, uh, went with him. Uh, but what happens to us is a forgetfulness. 
a uh, forgetfulness. And uh, if we were to look at the book of Deuteronomy several times, book of Deuteronomy is, of course, uh, in some sense, a long set of uh, what? Of farewell words from uh, Moses to the people. Uh, uh, a long farewell speech, not delivered on one occasion, but rather on separate occasions, rather close together, the sayings of Moses to the people as they were about to enter the land. And one of the things he says to them again and again, take heed that you do not forget the things which you have seen with your eyes. Take heed that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord uh, uh, your uh, God. Uh, when you go into uh, uh, this land and you benefit from wells which you have not dug, vineyards and olive trees which you have not planted, beware that you forget not uh, the Lord. Uh, when you've eaten and you are full, beware that you forget, forget, forget not, forget not, forget not, forget not. Uh, again and again it is uh, mentioned. What did Joseph tell the butler? He told him, when you return to your position, remember me because I am here in prison unjustly. And the butler returned to his position. But he remembered not Joseph. Rather, he forgot him. Rather, we, uh, rather he forgot him. Uh, forgetting. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, takes place uh, as a person falls into this temptation, this sin, as one falls into backsliding. Isolation is something else that we see here that perhaps characterizes this condition to some extent. Uh, verse 3 tells us, He went for his life, he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. Now, why did he need to leave his uh, servant there? Why did he need to uh, leave his servant there? Proverbs 27, verse 9, tells us uh, that ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, so does the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. By hearty counsel. Another verse, more well-known, Proverbs 27 and verse uh, 17, Iron sharpens iron. A man's countenance is sharpened by his friend. Another passage in the book of Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. If one of them falls, then the other one uh, will uh, raise him up. Jonathan went into the camp of the enemy with his armor bearer. With his armor bearer. Let us go, you and I, because God can save, there is no restraint for him to save by many or by few. The Lord Jesus sent out his disciples two by two. When he sent out the twelve and then when he sent out the seventy. Garden of Gethsemane. The Lord Jesus separated himself from the majority of his disciples but kept with him Peter, James and John to whom he said... My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry here and watch with me. The Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 13, said to the leaders of the church of Antioch, Separate unto me, who? Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas uh, and Saul. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the Bible tells us. And for Elijah to leave his servant 
and to be on his own, maybe that was not a good idea. As we fall into this state of backsliding, one thing that happens to us is we end up doing things in a jumbled up, crazy way, self-contradictory, uh, inconsistent. Here is someone who is running away to save his life, and when he runs away, quote-unquote, to save his life, he ends up requesting from the Lord to kill him. So, well, why did you run away? <laughs> uh, why did you uh, run away? I am very jealous for the Lord God. All right, let's take that statement at, at, at face value. Let's, let's accept it. If you're very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, then what are you doing here? Does that make sense? Uh, does, uh, uh, does that uh, make sense? Strange things happen when we are not with the Lord as we should be. One very strange thing that somehow uh, sticks in our mind, uh, sticks in my mind, uh, and uh, at least as an example of this, uh, not something that perhaps usually comes to mind, in the book of uh, Nehemiah, one of the enemies of the people, one of those from the surrounding area who opposed the building of the wall, was a man by the name of Tobiah. Now, the building of the wall was finished. Glory to God for, for the finishing of that work. Nehemiah left the land, came back sometime afterwards, found out that one of the things that had happened in his absence was that Tobiah now had a room in the temple. <laughs> Tobiah the enemy. <laughs> Tobiah, one of the people who, uh, who did not want the walls to be built. Now he has a room in the temple? How does that make sense? But the Bible tells us, unstable as water. You shall not excel. The Bible tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The Bible tells us, Asaph said of himself, uh, so foolish was I and ignorant, I was like a beast. I was like a beast be, uh, before you. And so we fall into a kind of inconsistency, into a kind of uh, confusion. Also unthankfulness. Uh, unthankfulness. The angel comes and he feeds Elijah. Angel's food cake. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, heavenly uh, food. Uh, uh, and the cruise of water is uh, nearby. He's not told go and drink in a nearby brook. He's not told uh, 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 over that hill you will find uh, 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 the body of an animal and you can take it and roast it, cook it, whatever. Uh, the food is brought to him. Uh, is uh, brought to him. And in verse 7 it says, the angel of the Lord, which is sometimes a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The angel comes the first time. Do you see a thank you? I don't see a thank you. The second time, no thank you either. When he got to Mount Horeb and the Lord appeared, Lord, thank you for strengthening me so that this food that you gave me allowed me to make this journey. No. Where are the nine? Where are the nine? We're not ten healed. Where are uh, the nine? Uh, 
Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unthankful and unholy. And uh, uh, unholy. Self-centered. Self-centered. I am not better than uh, my father's. Who said that you were better than your fathers to begin with? <laughs> uh, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. I this and I that. It would help us to remember that the I is supposed to be crucified with Christ. And Christ is supposed to live uh, in me. Do you seek great things for yourself? The Lord uh, told Baruch, the assistant of Jeremiah, seek them uh, not. Remember Moses interceding for the people, Lord, forgive their sin, otherwise blot me out of, out of your book. Which was a very special thing for Moses to say. And certainly, in my opinion, foreshadows the Lord Jesus Christ of whom Moses is a, a symbol, Deuteronomy chapter 18. And so Elijah might have said, Lord, forgive this people. Lord, forgive Jezebel. Lord, change their hearts. Work in their lives. Bring them to a true understanding of what is right. Remind them of what happened on Mount Carmel. Instead, he interceded against the people. Romans chapter 11 tells us that he made intercession against uh, Israel. Made intercession against Israel. Because I've been very jealous and they've rejected me. Like Jonah, thinking of himself and what he wanted, instead of thinking of the people of Nineveh. And the Lord told him, you had... You care, and you care for the gourd. What about the people? What about the people? Of course, he cares for the gourd because the gourd served him and gave him shade and rest. Uh, we see someone wandering uh, from Beersheba to Mount Horeb. It's actually a journey that is not a 40-day journey. He went 40 days uh, and so, to some extent, he was wandering around like the people wandered in the wilderness, the same wilderness, uh, earlier. And that speaks to me of a loss of direction, purpose, a meaninglessness in our hearts and lives. Uh, when Solomon was far away from the Lord, he describes that time in Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities, everything uh, uh, is uh, vanity. The sun uh, sets and then it rises again. The wind swirls around, returns to the place that it came from. The waters run into the sea, but the sea is not full. The water returns to the place uh, from which it came. These things go around in circles, and you end up where you started did Paul the Apostle say, my life is going around in circles and I'm getting back to where I started? Or did he say, I have not attained, 
but I want to apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ. And I forget the things which are behind and I reach forth to the things which are before and I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Being far away from the Lord, sometimes a person still has a certain amount of religiousness. Where do I want to go? I want to go to Mount Horeb. Why, in particular? Well, there's no good reason, but it has a ring of godliness and piety. Uh, It sounds holy uh, in some sense, because it was the place of the giving of uh, the uh, law. Uh, uh, There are things that sound holy. What means this bleating of sheep which I hear, Samuel said to Saul, And Saul put a religious veneer on it uh, and said, uh, we've kept these to offer them uh, to uh, in sacrifice to the Lord your God. Aaron, after he made the golden calf, said, now let's proclaim a feast to the Lord. Why are you not in church services? All right. What do people sometimes say in answer? I'm praying at home. I'm praying at at home. Now, your house should be a house of prayer. And I know that right now we are in special circumstances and it's not easy for people to uh, 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 be here. But uh, I'm praying at home. You know, like a religious uh, uh, answer. All right? What are you doing here, Elijah? I'm afraid, and I ran away from Jezebel. No, I have been very jealous (laughs) for the Lord God of hosts. Uh, What we see also is a certain impatience. Uh, The people were supposed to turn to God right away, completely. Jezebel was supposed to be gone. A grand revival, the greatest of all time, was supposed to take place. Every heart, every individual turning back to the Lord. But the Lord does not always work in ways that are very visible and very dramatic and very spectacular. Here comes the wind and it breaks the rock in pieces, but God was not in the wind. And after the wind and earthquake, and after the earthquake of fire, but God was not in these things. God is supposed to work the way I want. God is supposed to do things the way I consider to be uh, uh, best. Sarah said to Abraham, take Hagar. She said it, he agreed. It was not God's plan. God's plan involved Isaac, but not press a button and Isaac arrives. Isaac will be given in the Lord's time. Uh, in the uh, Lord's time. Job's wife told him, curse God, die, get, get it done with, right now. Right now. Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, the seed which falls on good ground are those who in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and they bring forth fruit with patience. They bring forth fruit with patience. 
Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 15. Abraham, after he patiently endured, obtained the promise. Hebrews 10.36, ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. Uh, uh, will come. Let us run with patience the race which is set uh, before us. What does love do? It bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all uh, things. Do not be weary in well-doing. In uh, uh, in well-doing. Elijah, we see also a certain insensitivity regarding his situation. This is the man who stood on Mount Carmel and said, How long do you halt between two opinions? Elijah, how long will you halt <laughs> between uh, 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 two opinions? Between serving the Lord faithfully and boldly and being afraid. Uh, and being afraid. Remember the prophets who are mentioned in connection with Obadiah, who was the servant of Ahab in Ahab's household. And during the time, that uh, earlier time, chapter 18, 17, these prophets, Obadiah took them and hid them in a cave. And they were fed with what? With bread and water. And many people say that those prophets... Why were they hiding in a cave? Why weren't they bolder, stronger? Why weren't they like Elijah? Why weren't they at Elijah's side? Well, guess what, Elijah? Now you are in a cave. Now uh, you are in a cave. It's uh, insensitivity. The, the Lord spoke to him. The, still, uh, the, the voice came to him. And then uh, the things that happened on the mountain, the wind and the earthquake and the fire. And then the Lord asked him again, what are you doing? And he gave the same answer. And he gave the, the, same, uh, the same answer. As if, as if it meant nothing that the Lord had spoke to him. It meant nothing what the Lord had shown him. The Lord comes to Jonah and tells him, do you do well to be angry? And what does the Jonah tell the Lord? I do well to be angry even unto death. Even unto uh, death. Uh, Nathan told David about the man who had taken the lamb of his neighbor and slain it. When he had many sheep of his own. And David said, as the Lord lives, that man should die. That man uh, uh, should die. Saul went after David the first time. David could have killed him. And Saul cried. Second time, same thing happened. Saul didn't cry. Didn't cry. But we are speaking of ourselves. We are not speaking of Elijah. What is man? What is man that you take knowledge of him? Weak in faith, neglecting God's word, forgetful, isolating himself from help, inconsistent, unthankful, self-centered, wandering and losing purpose, maintaining a religious appearance, impatient, insensitive. The Bible says a backslider will be filled with his ways. I want to say as quickly as I can some things about the return. 
Why is there a return from backsliding? The answer is because of the Lord. Because of the Lord. Jeremiah 3.22, return you backsliding children. I will heal your backslidings. And then the people say, behold, we come unto you, for you are the Lord our God. Jeremiah 31 and verse 18, turn me and I will be turned. Tawwitni fa'atub. Because the Lord comes to us. Not in the wind, not in the earthquake, not in the fire. He comes to us. He came to Elijah in a still, small voice. The Lord Jesus looked at Peter. It says in Luke 22 and verse 61, And then Peter remembered the word of the Lord about the cock crowing. Why is there a return from backsliding? Because of the word of the Lord. Because of that still small voice and God's uh, speaking. And notice that this speaking is full of God's goodness and grace. The wind and the the wind could have blown Elijah away. The earthquake could have brought the house down on his head or split the earth open and he would have fallen in. Uh, the fire could have burned him up. But instead his portion was the still small voice. And the Lord does not deal with us after our sins nor reward us according to our iniquities. How was they are coming back? Because Elijah started to listen. He went out to hear the word. He wrapped himself in his mantle. Remember how it says in Amos, the days will come that there is a famine. Oh, famine. We don't want to be hungry. Who wants to be hungry? Uh, well, I could use a little bit of it. Uh, but uh, um, There will be a famine of the hearing of God's word. People won't listen. What we need is God's word. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How is there a return? Because there is a listening to uh, God's word. Because we remember that God is almighty and that he can do all things. Because we remember, as I was saying, that he has plans, that he has a purpose, that he has a work, and he does not proceed as we necessarily expect or anticipate, because his thoughts are not our thoughts. The Bible uh, says, and his ways are not our ways. Far higher is the Lord. He has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. Why is there a return? Because the Lord tells him, go and do this and do this and do that. There's an anointing of Hazael and of Jehu and of Elisha because there's an opportunity to serve, to be part of God's working, God's plan and purpose. Why is there a return? You're worried about people who are not doing right? I will judge them in due time. Don't worry about them. It will come to pass that whoever is not taken by the sword of Hazael will be taken by the sword of Jehu, and whoever is not taken by the sword of Jehu will be taken by the sword of, uh, by the, by the sword of Elisha. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that also shall he reap. You don't worry about these things, Asaph. Don't worry about the prosperity of the wicked. The Lord's already got a plan in place. The Lord will already, uh, already knows how he's going to deal with all of that. And he's going to deal with it very, uh, very well. 
why is there a return? Because we are encouraged by the fact that we are not alone. There are still 7,000 in, uh, in uh, Israel who have not bowed the knee uh, to, uh, to Baal. And also we are encouraged by uh, the Lord and by his knowledge. How so? The Lord didn't say, Elijah, you know, there are some others. There are 7,000. Because the Lord knows everyone who's his. The Lord knows uh, everyone uh, who is his. Uh, The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. One of the emails that we received from the school, they're trying to get things going, coming back, students, half the time, hybrid, one day like this, one day like that. And one of the things that they've told us, we personally didn't think it's such a good idea, every one of your children has to have a phone. And when they come into class, they've got to, I don't know, swipe their phone on something or the other and carry the phone with them so that we know when they go to the bathroom, so that if there's a problem, we can trace things. Kind of strange to me, and I I don't think that that's a very good idea. I don't know how that will work out, but let me put it to you, that God does not need a phone to know where you are. The Lord knows them who are his. He knows where they are. God didn't say, where is Elijah? All right. Uh, Internet search, Elijah. (laughs) the Lord knew where Elijah was. And, when, and, and the 7,000, who were not very vocal and they were not very public, and the Lord didn't just know that there were, but he knew that there were 7,000. He knew that there were 7,000. To him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. He calls his sheep by name. What doest thou here? What doest thou here, Elijah? Time to return. Time to be back where you were before and where you can be again. Serving the Lord, living for Him faithfully, following His commandments, glorifying Him, This is where the believer should be. And when I'm not, I should go back. Return, the Bible says. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Lo, we come unto you, for you are the Lord, our God. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your, for your servant Elijah and for his ministry and for his life. And while we look at this time and say that in this instance we should not follow his example, we also say that this is your word which you have recorded for us so that we will see your tenderness unto your children when they are wayward, when they are far, 
when they have fallen, when they have sinned. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be always drawing nigh unto you. Help us to be following you wherever you go. Help us to say, I have set the Lord before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Help us to know in our lives what is that word and promise given by the Lord Jesus after he said, go and teach all nations. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age, even unto the end of the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you. We thank you, Lord, because these words are truth, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Help us so that we would never leave you nor be away from you. Help us to walk with you as Enoch did for 300 years, pleasing you until that time comes when you take us to be by your side, to be near you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.